0: Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizicke.
1: Here we are for another program of Growing in Grace. I'm Cap, Mike Kapler, the Breeze Man, Joel Breezeke with me, as is always the case uh, and has been the case for the past four years. And I know that there's a lot to get into here, Joel. We've had some hot programs here lately, and, and we don't want to spend too much time chit-chatting, but I did want to mention that uh, I really appreciated the uh the friendship connections that uh, I've made through Facebook over the last couple of months because I've only been on for a couple of months, but some great Grace friends out there that uh, I'm getting to know a little bit better. And, and uh, if you're listening to this program and you're on Facebook, be sure to invite us onto your friends list. The easiest way to, to find our names, I guess, is to go to graceroots.org. Joel's website there has all the archived Growing in Grace programs as well, and, and you can look us up.
0: Yeah, hey, uh, the Grace Roots website is is something that I haven't done a whole lot with over the few, last few years, but yeah, I've found it's a, just a great way to say, hey, if you want to find out about, you know, me and Cap and and the growing in grace program and, you know, Facebook and all that, and there's a new uh, online community that's called Grace Roots that you can be a part of. It's all there on the homepage at graceroots.org. Hey, yeah, we've been talking <laughs> about the law, and I, cap, I've been loving these conversations we have been having for the last few weeks. This is kind of i it's just fun territory for me to explore and and for you, I know as well because when we get to talking about this, you know we look in the Bible and and you and I and a lot of other people who really focus on on the grace of God, we bring out some things that are somewhat controversial in in the church as a whole. But really, it's right there in the Bible. I mean, we're sitting here reading, you know, last few weeks, we've read some stuff out of Romans. We've read some stuff out of Second Corinthians and Colossians. And we're going to look into Galatians a little bit this week. And this stuff is right there. I mean, it's right there in the Bible. You would think that even if we would just read some of these Bible verses, you'd have some church people going, no way, that's not in the Bible. <laughs> But it's right there. And it's fun for me to to kind of bring some of these things into light because I think it brings a lot of freedom into people's lives. And we'll say right from the start here that the law does not bring freedom. You you can listen to some of our past programs and, and you'll see how we get into all that and how the law really brought bondage. It brought condemnation. We'll talk a little bit more about that this week. Freedom in the Christian life comes not from law but from faith. And uh, we're looking here in Galatians right now. I, I see Galatians 3.11. Picking up in the middle of something here, but really, Paul's getting to a point here. He says, But that no one is justified by the law, in the sight of God is evident. He says, For the just shall live by faith. And he's quoting from the Old Testament there. The Old Testament that was looking ahead, that was looking to really how it is that, that just people live, that righteous people live. We live by faith, not by law. Because in fact, he says... The law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. So if you're going to live by the law, uh, you pretty much got to keep the whole thing. But if you're if you're going to live by the, the true righteousness that's from God, it's really a life of faith, and it can't be law. You can't
1: mix the two. That's right. And uh, I, I love this because, you know, for years I always thought that fear and faith were opposites. And really... When you look at the context of the gospel the way we should through the eyes of grace, uh, what you'll find is that the law or works, another word for law can be works in some cases, Mm -hmm. the law and faith are opposites. And I love what Paul goes on to say here. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. What a drag to be given a law that you couldn't keep. It demanded perfection but couldn't provide it. What a curse that is. But Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise, remember that word, the promise of the Spirit through faith, not through the law. Paul says a lot of other stuff, but we're going to, We're going to have to skip ahead here, Joel, a little bit further into uh, Galatians chapter 4 because the the beauty of Galatians is you and I could probably sit here and just read it from verse to verse because it does flow so beautifully along this same subject line. But picking up on where we just left off, we're going to talk about something I I think we mentioned on our last program and then we we ran out of time, and that's Galatians chapter 4 starting with verse 21. Paul says, Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, Do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham, whom we just talked about, uh, Abraham had two sons. The one by the bondwoman, whose name was Hagar, by the way, and the other by a free woman. Of course, that was Sarah. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh. And he of the free woman through promise, which things are symbolic for there are two covenants. We know that, the old and the new. The one covenant from Mount Sinai, remember Mount Sinai, the one from Mount Sinai which gives birth to bondage, for this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to Jerusalem, uh, which now is and is in bondage with her children. Paul goes on to say a couple of other things here to wrap up the chapter. He says, Now we brethren, as Isaac was, the child of promise, we are children of promise we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free uh, to summarize this joel and then i'll let you jump in uh the law the commandments bring bondage that's powerful stuff
0: that is really powerful stuff because it's something that you like you know like i was saying you just don't hear that in the church and in fact when you do bring it up and i think even sometimes if you do present people with these actual verses i think a lot of people still stand in disbelief because uh, for so many people i think christians have looked at the law as part of the christian life because hey it's in the bible the law is in the bible and as christians we follow the bible so we're supposed to follow the law and, and not really realizing the true purpose of the law and what the law really does it and it really does bring bondage and you know we're talking here about the bond woman and the free woman. And in talking about the Bond women, uh, we're not talking about, you know, Roger Moore and Sean Connery. And, <laughs> and, all, and, and all the all the, all the uh, James Bond movies and the Bond women that they had. Nothing like that. No Halle Berry here. Nothing like that. But <laughs> I'm sorry. but people might have heard that before, but I just had to bring it up. Oh, stop amusing yourself. I should, because I'm probably the only one having fun with that <laughs> but the bond woman the real one he's talking about here uh, hagar and the other the free woman was sarah and there's such a big difference here the bond woman you know you remember the story about abraham you know, god made the promise to abraham uh, that his descendants would be you know as, as numerous as the stars and a- abraham's an old man at that time and he's thinking, uh, no way could this happen. But yet the Bible does say that Abraham did, in the end, he did believe God. And it was counted to him as righteousness. So God did make a promise to Abraham. Abraham believed it. And it's important to know that because Abraham believed, that was what was credited to him as righteousness. And then Sarah was actually Abraham's wife. And some years passed. You know, this this promise was made to Abraham. And to Sarah and some years went by and the promise, it didn't seem like God was fulfilling his promise. And so after a few years, Abraham and Sarah got together and said, you know what? I just don't think this thing's happening. We're old people. God hasn't produced the child that he said he would produce. Uh, How about, uh," and and Sarah suggested to Abraham, how about you go in with my bondwoman Hagar? And so Abraham and and Hagar got together and produced the child, which was a child of the flesh and uh that one it it turned out of course was not the child that god had promised and then eventually god did fulfill fulfill his promise it's not like he was never going to do it he had it planned all along and then the uh the one that came through the free woman the the one that came through sarah is the one that god had promised and so that's a little bit of the history there but the main thing here is that when we are not walking in faith but rather are walking according to the law, we're walking in bondage. And when we're walking in faith and not by law, we're walking according to the promise. We're walking according to the, this, this covenant that came from uh, the free woman, not the covenant that came from bondage. And so that's so important for us to know here in our, our lives in Christ.
1: And when we talk about the law, some people may think of, of different things. Understand that there were over 600 laws under you know the, the old covenant, the, the Jewish covenant that, that God had set up with them, over 600. I, I know we think about Charlton Heston and the Ten Commandments, and, and we're going to talk about that here in a second, but understand that there was different kinds of laws for different kinds of things, and they were tedious laws. I mean, they were, they were tough to follow. First of all, let, let's divide them up into three groups. You had your sacrificial laws with, with animal sacrifices and, and ceremonial sacrifices with animals. Sacrificial laws, you also had dietary laws, being careful about which foods you ate and when you ate them and not to eat and and, and so on, and then you had the the moral laws of which uh, the Ten Commandments were a part of that now joel in the church world today, uh, by and large, there are a few exceptions, but by and large, in the church world today, I don't know of too many animal sacrifices taking place. Um, I don't know uh, when it comes to the dietary laws of very many people who actually follow the Jewish laws of of dietary rules and, and ways of doing things. Very few people are actually living truly by the way that they used to have to do it under the Old Covenant. But somehow when we get to the moral laws... That's where uh, people start getting just a little bit hotter under the collar. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because here's the interesting thing, though, about all this. Because, you know, we, we could have, we, you and I could be going to church this week, and they could have, they have one of those potlucks, or maybe even a barbecue out at the park, and have pork sandwiches, and, and not too many people are going to complain about that. And not too many people are going to complain that we aren't sacrificing animals in church on Sunday. But there are some issues that people have when you and I sit here and say that the Ten Commandments no longer apply to us who are in Christ. Yet, what Paul talked about here in Galatians, the law and the commandments bringing bondage, out of all those laws, out of all over 600 laws and, and, and the ones we just talked about, Paul was referring to the law given on Mount Sinai. The Ten Commandments were given on Mount Sinai. I just find that interesting, that out of all the laws, the one set of laws that Paul was referring to were the ones given on Mount Sinai, Joel, the 10 commandments. Yep, yeah, it's true because well, I hear people say that, you know, like
0: you say, we'll have our pork and beans and and uh we're not out there sacrificing animals in church or anything like that and everyone says, well, you see, we're not under those laws anymore. But the 10 commandments, those are the laws that we need to follow. We're Christians and God has put his spirit in us and we're supposed to follow the 10 commandments. But you're so correct here in pointing this out because, again, as we look here, Paul specifically mentions the covenant that was from Mount Sinai. And as you know, Abraham, or uh, getting my guys mixed up here, talking about James Bond and Charlton Heston, now I'm getting Abraham and Moses mixed up. But (laughs) (laughs) Moses went up there and he got the Ten Commandments written by God's finger up there in Mount Sinai, those Ten Commandments is what Paul is saying here that is the opposite of faith. So if we're going to live a life of faith, we've got to live a life that is not including the law anymore.
1: Yeah, the, the, the commandments gave birth to bondage. That's what Paul said.
0: Yep, indeed, Cap, bondage. That's what the uh, the law is all about. And it kind of occurs to me that we didn't really get into the things that we were planning on getting into. We want to get into, and we'll do this in the next program, if the life of a person in Christ isn't about the law and if the law really is bondage, what indeed, what is the motive of, of good works and of righteous living and, and everything like that in the Christian life? We'll get focused on that next week. So stay tuned for that next week on our Growing in Grace program.